Well, hello, hola, and howdy, and welcome to the UK's official Video Games Top 40 Chart Show. I'm your host, Chris Soyles, and filling in this week for your usual host who is out with strained wrists. So join me as I guide you through this methodical rundown of the nation's most commercially successful electronic distraction software. Without any further ado, let's get right on with the list. Clinging on to the number 40 spot, we have World of Walrus. At number 39 is the new entry this week, Fish Tank Fury. Down two from last week, it's Sharty Party 5 at number 38. Up one to 37, it's FIFA 2016, Road to the Championship Helmet. Down 14 places and coming in at number 36, it's Age of Umpires. And at number 35, a new entry this week, it's Hopscotch Hero 2018. At 34, it's none other than Eggy Goes A-Hunting. At 33, slipping three places, it's 3-2-1 Let's Trespass. Coming in at 32, it's Wally the Wallaby 2, The Gimp's Lair. Number 31 is Super Battery World. And at 30, we have a brand new entry in the name of Assassin's Creek Auto. Is this for real? Seriously. Hey, now that was a great rundown of numbers 40 to 30. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with some more hot chart action. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Tick. And I'm Tok. It's time for Time Tower. Say, Tok, there's quite a few residents of Time Town that we haven't met yet. Shall we go and say hello to them? As long as it isn't that bastard second hand. Let's go and say hello to Mr. Pendulum. Hello, Hello, Mr. Mr. Pendulum. Pendulum. Hello, you two. Say, Mr. Pendulum, what have you been up to lately? Oh, you know, undulating back and forth in perpetual motion in order to quantify the abstract concept sometimes described as the fourth dimension. What? I've just been hanging around. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny, Mr. Pendulum. How I long for an alternate form of locomotion. Anyway, we have other friends to meet. See you another time, Mr. Pendulum. Hey, don't leave me hanging. (laughs) (laughs) I I think this has run its course. Let's go, Tok. Say, Tok, who are we going to meet next? It's the bed bug. (laughs) Good morning, Mr. Bedbug. What do you fucking cants want? We just want to say hello to all our friends in Time Town. Well, fuck off. You ain't got no friends round here. Come on, Mr. Bedbug. It's time to rise and shine. What's the fucking point? It's time for breakfast, and breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It's time for breakfast spaghetti. I'll take my liquid breakfast in bed, thank you very much. Now, if you'll kindly fuck off... I've got to rest up for my mind snooze. Okay. Bye, Mr. Bedbug. Jesus, what was up with him? He's a total waster. I totally deck him, but I don't like to hit parasites. Yeah, me too. 
Say, Tick, who are we going to visit next? Why, it's our old friend, Mr. Digital Clock. Say hello, Mr. Digital Clock. Hello. The time is exactly 11.47am. We know. I was just checking, because, well, you know what you analogue timekeepers are like. We're incredibly accurate. Yes, but looking at you on a clock face, it leaves a bit of ambiguity, doesn't it? Is it closer to 11.47 or 11.48? I just cannot tell with you guys. It's 11.48 now. You read that off my face. You charlatans, I am the superior timekeeper. We need to get going if we're going to meet everyone. Bye, Mr. Digital Clock. That's right. Walk away. Walk away because you can't argue with me. Why is everyone so weird and aggressive in Time Town? Not everyone. Mr. Pendulum was okay. Look at me! I'm surfing! You could say, I'm hanging ten! Is is he on an ironing board? I don't know. Sometimes I think we're the only sane, rational ones here. Well, well! Look who it is! Oh! Uh, hi, Tick. Hi, Tuck. Can I get past, please? Why is that second hand? You've got somewhere more important to be. You know I have to do a lap around the town every minute. What's wrong? Don't you want to hang out with us? I wish I could. I just have this compulsion to run. Sounds like he's disrespecting you, Tick. Are you too good for a second hand? Is that it? No, 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 not at all. It's just, I'm already late, and I, I... Well, there's a towel now. If you want to pass by, you have to give us a pound. Oh, okay. Okay, here, take it. Wow, what a loser. And make sure you have another quid next time round. Can't believe that worked. He's really pathetic. Well, I think we've met all the inhabitants of Time Town now. Or at least, the ones who will still talk to us after the spaghetti incident. Goodbye, Tick. Goodbye, Tuck. Women, are you tired of not being able to read your man's mind? Are you worried that his emotional detachment is indicative of some deep, complicated mental process that he just can't articulate to you? Well, worry no more. With our handy gadget, the Man Reader, just point the device at your man to hear a breakdown of his thoughts and feelings. This man is thinking about awesome dragons. This man is hungry for a biscuit. This man is fine. The Man Reader proves the male gender is not very emotionally intelligent and easily distracted, but will help you decode his behaviour regardless. This device uses integrated chips that... This man is thinking about a joke he heard at work. This man is worried you can hear his innermost thoughts, which will expose his incompetence. This man is thinking about throwing the man-reader at a wall. Hello and welcome to Mason Modifiers, the show that takes your shocking semis and turns them into heavenly houses. I'm your host, Alan Keyes, 
and today we've been renovating the home of Chris Cooper. Say hello, Chris. Hello, Alan. Thank you for having me on the show. You're welcome. So, our team of sweaty decorators have been running amok inside your house for the last 24 hours. Would you like to see what they've done? Yes, please, Alan. Yes. Then follow me. Ta-da! And here's your dining room. What do you think? It's nice. Nice? Is that all? Well, it doesn't look that different, to be honest. Are you kidding me? Jesus Christ, look! Look at this table. That's the dining table we got in my nan's will. Yes, but now it's distressed. Oh, really? What about? No, 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 no. We've sanded it down and we've made it look distressed. Look, it now looks more worn and used. It was already worn and used. Really? You can't honestly tell? Jesus. All right, follow me. Right, here's your living room. Notice anything different? No. No? No? We've distressed everything in here, too. So you've made it more worn and used? Yes, exactly. Well, everything was already worn and used, that's why we signed up for this show. That's fucking gratitude for you, isn't it? We've had people on their hands and knees all night distressing your skirting boards. One of our guys even sanded his own palm prints off. He may never hold a paint roller again. I'm I'm sorry, but it's just not what I was expecting. We went into such distressing detail. We distressed all your clothes upstairs. We even distressed your dog. You did? In fact, where is Milo? The dog? I think he's having a lie down outside somewhere. That's all. He usually comes running when you come home. Milo! Where are you, boy? Milo? Milo! I thought you said it would be okay. Where are you, lad? Come on. Shit. Milo? I'm out of here. You deal Milo. with this shit. See ya. Milo? Slipping down eight places, we have John Merrick's Tennis Impact at number 29. At 28, staying put for the fourth week running, it's Edge of Car Tires. At 27, it's Get That Twat. At 26, we have a new entry in Hyper Street Screamer Incoherent Edition. Coming in at number 26 this week, it's Cobbs Maker 2000. At 25, slipping down a whole whopping 24 places, it's Lucy the Librarian in Shh. In at 23, it's been in the charts for the last five years, it's Eggie's Scent Odyssey. Number 22 is none other than Strip Sudoku Megamix. At 21, gaining three places, it's Vera the Rapper. And claiming its rightful spot at number 20, it's Super Duper String Detangler Simulator. (laughs) 
Eating at a meeting, inadequate seating, comfort fleeting, footstool cheating, doesn't bear repeating. Understanding? Glory. Attended advertised tempo-geographical assignmentation for collection of nasal deglazer. Principitation levels pounded upon the brain case till sudden monk clag encompassed all. In the eventuality, reality tardy, arrival flaws apparent upon inspection, oversizing of nostrilium gauge caused rupturous effects. Operated devisable on owner face, repeated declarations of deepest Apollo times issued from remaining orificialness. Paid and thanked. Adjustmenting to be made, applicant differentiable, will open faces of unwanted door-knock wrong men. In other news, Beard won award. Ribbons. Hey kids, are you ready for a taste sensation? Are you gaping moors ready to receive some of the finest bounties of the sea? I'm Lieutenant Commander Offal, and I've been scouring the 17 seas for the most scrumptious spoils that the ocean has to offer. Ah, Try me new crispy squid beaks. These are the finest beaks from the finest squids. Ah, deep fried in breadcrumbs, then frozen to lock in the freshness. Now do we know they're the finest? We test them all. Mental arithmetic and puzzle solving. Our pioneering research could advance human understanding of marine biology for decades, but we put all of our effort into creating the perfect crunch. The texture has to be so satisfying a mouthfeel you can almost feel it. All of our squid beaks are ethically fished. We chop off their beaks and throw the rest back in the sea, making sure that Mother Nature can reclaim a significant portion of our catch. But what about my new seal paste parcels? My motley crew have been separating the finest salty seals from their skeletons to give you a 100% bone-free experience. <sighs> Trust me, these seals had it coming. Then we all had out some apple turnovers and pumped an ample amount of appetizing paste directly into them. My seal paste parcels are ideal for dinner parties, and those ridden with scurvy. I'd serve them at my captain's table any day of the week, except Tuesdays, because that's my diet day and I can't have carbs. And if that wasn't enough for you, me hearties, try my new Yartastic Tenders. <coughs> try get another one of those, please. Thank you very much. Now where was I? Your artistic tenders, was it? Right. These tenders contain a surprise in every mouth-watering bite. It's like a game of roulette. One bite and you'll be eating poked brine. The next, axolotl placenta. My tenders have been handcrafted by my sea dogs to contain unique treats from tender to tender. Even I don't know what's in most of them. Nor do I care to find out. Ah. All of my products have the Lieutenant Commander Offal seal of approval, which makes me a brand you can trust. I'm a military veteran, for Christ's sake. 
And if you think there's something inherently untrustworthy about a 50-year-old man swashbuckling around in a boat, crewed exclusively by 10-year-old boys, you need to take that up with the courts. Not guilty. That's what they said. Buy my products. Buy them now. Yeah. Animals are our best friends, but they can't communicate with us. What happens when we urgently need to talk to our pets? It's time to call John Huntsman, the pet psychic. Today, John faces his toughest challenge yet as he meets Charlie, a bird who is plucking out his feathers. Hello. Come in, take a seat. I can see you've brought a budgie with you today. A parrot. His name's Charlie. Yes, a parrot. Related to the parakeet. That's what they call budgies in America. So, as you can see, Charlie's pulling out his feathers. I hoped you could find out what was wrong. Do your magic, as they say. It's not magic. It's a powerful blend of psychology, body language, and a natural, psychic gift that was awakened inside me during my adolescence. Okay, okay, sorry. So, can you take a look at Charlie? Right, Charlie. Let's see. His life force is weak. How old is he? Forty-eight? He's twelve. Forty-eight divided by four. Yes, exactly. I'm getting something, though. He has a lot of stress. Well, you see, that's the thing. He used to live with another parrot, Doris. She died quite recently, so I was wondering if that had something to do with it. He's feeling a lot of guilt also. How did Doris die? Well, it was all quite sudden. I just found her dead in the bottom of the cage one morning. Was she pushed? Pushed? Off her perch, was she pushed? I... I don't think so. Charlie feels regret. Remorse. I think... Yes. He definitely killed Doris. No! Yes. He's guilty about something. Look under the sand sheet. Why? Just do it. Lift the sand sheet right there. There's a tail feather? Yes, Doris's tail feather. The telltale heart in this raven's story. His guilt has been proven. I'm not sure. I mean, this could be one of his tail feathers. They were the same colour. Don't deny the evidence in front of you. Charlie is a murderer. Now hold on a sec. You're not buying this, but I can tell you it's the truth. If it'll put your mind at rest, I can channel Charlie's mind, allowing my body to become a conduit for his consciousness. And what's that supposed to mean? Charlie will speak through me. Okay? Ready? All right, me old China! It's me, Charlie! Charlie? Is that really you? Of course it is, you fucking mug! You having a laugh, ain't ya? Right. Sorry, Charlie. I... I just... This is difficult to say. Speed up, you slag! D- did you... Did you kill Doris? Afraid so. She were mouth enough. Being a massive muppet. So I pushed her down the apples and pears. The goldfish slipped me a few notes for doing it. But we don't have a goldfish. Not anymore. I offed the mug and kept the pony. Anyway, mustache. There we have it. A confession of guilt. That was... Uh, I'm not sure what just happened there. Come on, how much more proof do you need? Just look at his eyes. He has the cold, dead eyes of a murderer. 
Quick, stop him before he kills again. Charlie, come back. Close that window. Charlie, no! Are you happy now? A serial killer is now at large and you let him slip through your fingers. This is all on you. <laughs> Charlie! Charlie! I hope you know that this is going to cost you. Financially. <laughs> so Charlie, a.k.a. the Perch Pusher, is on the run from the law. Join us after the break when John calls in the feds and Charlie faces the kind of justice that can only be delivered through a high-caliber rifle. Do you have anything to add there? No, I'm quite drained. This is nonsense, right? There's no way this is real. Hey, hey, welcome back. We're at the business end of our list, so strap yourself in as we count down the hottest games of the week ever. At 19, we have Insurance Claim Prang. At 18, it's Lion Simulator. Number 17 is Eggy Origins. Number 16, rising 10 places from last week, it's Robbie the Robber in The Robbery. Number 15, dropping two spots, it's Sorrowful Boyfriend. A new entry coming straight in at number 14, it's the Parsons Bracket Conundrum. Number 13 is another new entry in the shape of Age of Vampires. Number 12, dropping a place, it's Shropity Fighter. Number 11, gaining a spot, it's the Simulants 2 DLC Jamboree. And this week's number 10 is the smash hit of the summer, Virtual Uncle. Drink of water, but what about a bathroom break? No? I'll, I'll try and wrap this up quickly then. Number 10, spending its third week in this position, it's Humboldt Adventure. Number 9 is Gammon Mama. In at number 8, it, it's up 49 places, it's Run Right, Collect the Shiny Things, and Stop Asking Stupid Questions. Number 7 is Andrew, the official game. Number 6, up 2 places, it's Eggy Gets a Tortured. Number five is a new entry in Extreme Dressage 2, Saddle That Thing. Number four, down six places on last week, it's Fruit Awareness Online. Number three, a new entry with Return to the Dripping Planet. Number two, up two, plus two, it's Tapeworm Tycoon 2. And that leads us to this week's hotly anticipated number one. I'm pleased to announce that this week's best-selling game is none other than the one and only critically regarded Eggie's Chess Blast. It seems you folks out there can't get enough of Eggy. Can anyone else crack the chart, beat Eggy, and whisk him away from the top spot next week? Catch us at the same time next week to find out. Seriously? Egg puns? Good evening, chummies. Welcome once more to the Etiquette Show. I am your host, the esteemed Hugh Lunchengras, and the dirty delinquent beside me is Jim Moss. Do you have to mock me, Igene? I even put some bloody links on tonight. I have absolutely no clue as to what links is, but I can assure you, dear listeners, it has a pungent aroma that is indistinguishable from an abattoir's lavatory. Whereas that just smells like a Johnson's baby bud dipped in cognac. The way that Mother intended. Regardless, don't you have some... 
compliments regarding my headgear today? It makes her look like a daft bastard. I know it appears exotic to the likes of you, Jim. However, this hat has a special function at the dinner table. To let guests know you're a daft bastard? That letter is getting very long at this point, Jim. I hope it doesn't cause you to get fired or anything. So come on then, what's we at? This is a soup beret. Can you guess what it's for? Oh, well, it must be for pot noodles then. I... I, are you quite dense? No. What you do is, you take a full ladle of soup, like so, and you pour it into the hat, thusly. Now, would you like to try? But I don't have a hat. Come now, don't be a spoil sport. Ah, it's bloody hot! It isn't gazpacho, that's for sure. Moving on, we have this lovely piece of headwear. What do you suppose this is for? Is that a bowler's hat? You mean a bowler hat, Jim. However, this one can also be used as a bowl. A bowler bowl? If you prefer, yes. Notice the lip curvature allows heat to escape, making this a suitable receptacle for salads and cold desserts. Now, these hats are all well and good, Hugh, but I thought it were rude to wear hats indoors. Oh, you are quite right in that regard, but only if a lady is present. When a lady enters the room, all hats must be removed instantly. This is a display of courting, to show that fine heiress that you have an ample head of hair and that fertility is not far behind. Well, my wife likes me to wear hats indoors, especially in bedroom. Sometimes I pretend I'm Dick Tracy and I've come to investigate her drawers. Jim, stop. I partook of a prawn sandwich at lunch, and I don't want to be reacquainted with it. All right. Get to the next hat, then. Fine. Here it is, although I suspect it's entirely worthless asking your opinion of it. Looks like a steampunk fetishist wet dream. I'm sure you've heard of a stovepipe hat, Jim. No. Well, this is the full arga. Steam pipes are a distinctive feature of this bonnet. It always has to be on at all times, which maintains a certain temperature. It is incredibly useful for keeping your food warm while sampling a separate course or enjoying some light dinner party entertainment. Actually, on that note, I knew it was hat week this week, so I brought my own hat with me. Is it a dance cap? Ta-da! I was close, listeners. It's a jester's cap. I thought we could live and show up a little. Just pass me them oranges. If you're going to do what I think you're going to do, then no. No worries. I'll just use these cobs. Jim, stop handling those bread rolls. This is most uncouth. Ah, come on. I've been practising this all week. Stop that. Stop it. I hope you're happy now. Five second rule. Heavens, man. What in blazes is wrong with you? What? You don't know five second rule? Looks like I've got a lot of dining etiquette to teach you. I, I can't put up with this for much longer. If it wasn't for the break clause in my contract, I'd be off in a jiffy. Oh, come on. Liven up a bit. I, I can't. 
You don't take any of this seriously, and you're ruining the integrity of the show. All right. I was brought on to add a bit of humour. I'm just trying to do my job. Well, you have a diabolical job. I think we're done here for today. Call me a taxi, would you? I have a prior engagement at six. I wonder if we'll ever have a show where one of us don't storm off. Pokey Pokemon Go Go Pokey Pokemon Go Go Pokey Pokemon Go Go Pokey Pokemon Go Go I'm gonna catch them all Private property sign just won't hold me back I'm gonna kick it off I don't dip my daily goals just like crack and I'm going out alone at night to catch and execute. It's keeping me awake at night just like a pokey flute. And the message coming from my phone says Beedrill's returned. Don't want to hear about it. Every keep out sign's got a story to tell. I'll just go through or down it. From a chain link fence to a wishing well. And if I catch enough around my way, I will evolve Pikachu. And that ain't what you want to hear, but I need Raichu. And the feeling coming from my Q-bone says catch Lunatone. I got a Charizard Train it up well so it's tough and hard As sure as snore like snores To train them all is certainly my cause And I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm walking just to hatch more mons My shoes are full of mud and blood But I got right on and the squelch coming from my shoes tell me go back home. <laughs> 